Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. For those that are watching this right now that don't know you, uh, can you introduce yourself, where you're from, where your practice is at, how long you've been in business, et cetera? Sure. Um, my name is Deepak Sharma. I'm um, the founder of Primus Physiotherapy. Um, I started uh, my, my clinic uh, in 2018 in July. We had some hiccups in between. Supposed to start earlier, uh, but uh, because of some reasons, couldn't start the clinic. But we ended up opening the practice in July of 2018. Um, and uh, uh, I'm located in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada, which is every year, like, you know, recorded as the coldest place on the planet at least once a day so yeah great so what was the coldest it got this past winter minus 52 i guess <laughs> and that's that's centigrade so not not even fahrenheit so oh that's ridiculous <laughs> I, you, you had me at minus um great so you just did a, an amazing podcast episode here and uh just to give everybody a little bit of the backstory um you have some very unique circumstances with uh, primus where you're located at so the first one is uh, everybody always we, we always internalize and think how hard our situation is so i know your rent is a little bit higher than normal in edmonton so can you give everybody an idea of what uh rental rates are for yeah it's it's, it's pretty insane um so including our operating cost which is a common area cost uh, i'm currently paying around uh, 54.5 dollars a square foot Great. So um, that, that's $54 a square foot for those of you that's that are paying. I think the national average for is about 18 um, that I've heard. So three times the cost. And then uh, you're in Canada where there's a different healthcare model than many of us are used to in the U.S. Um, what's your average plan of care like in, uh, in Edmonton? Um, so anywhere from like $400 to $500 but it stays pretty close to 400 mark. Okay. So you have greatly suppressed income revenue per plan of care and your costs are pretty high. That's right. And you're still in business. That's it. Amazing. All right. So uh, back in January, you flew here right before the uh, travel restrictions went in between the uh, Canada and the U S and the, um, Thing that might be a little bit counterintuitive is we're about to talk about planning the next location but what most people might be surprised about and this is the spoiler alert is you decided not to open up that second location immediately after you visited here so um you, you've always you, you're a lifelong learner uh, uh amazing humility and uh also implementation as well can you talk a little bit about your journey in terms of that led you up to uh wanting to fly here at the, during the pandemic, um, just to explore, should I be opening my second second office or not? Sure, thanks for the kind words, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, I think um, back in January or end of December, um, so because of the pandemic, there was a lot of businesses were going, like, you know, uh, going out of business. And uh, in our plaza where we are, uh, we have, Actually, two banks um, they shut down, shut their doors down, um, and the both properties uh, came up for lease. 
uh, I tried like, you know, uh, going in and just try and buy, buy the building out, but there was like nobody like easily sells those big properties uh, here in Edmonton at least. So, um, so I, uh, so yeah, so the plan was that uh, like, you know, we, this bank location, which is three times our current space. So we are currently in 1700 square foot and um, the space that we were getting was around 5,200 uh, square feet. And uh, the one thought was that, hey, you know, let's uh, move to a bigger location and which is literally 100 meters away from the clinic. We won't lose any, uh, you know, goodwill either. Uh, and we'll have uh, more space to treat more patients because we literally just maxed out the space in our clinic within um, like two years time uh, of opening the practice. Um, one, one biggest challenge was the rent part because being the, the same landlord, the rent was still pretty high. And uh, like you just basically multiply your rent three times. So the rent itself was coming down to around 33,000 square feet. And there were some other factors that I had in mind uh, because I was still working almost uh, 60, 65, 70 hours a week in, in the practice. Um, and I was not able to make up my mind. I actually, in fact, had a conversation with John too about it uh, on the phone. And uh, but just I was so uh, stressed out and I was like, okay, uh, like, you know, I had to go and talk to you. I know we, we talked on the phone. I was like, no, it doesn't work like that. I need to come in person and sit down and talk to you. But yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think your wife encouraged you to do the same, if I remember the story. That's right. So, and it was so funny that we, uh, I was thinking about it uh, at home and then um, we, uh, like I went home and, you know, you like your, your partners, they can sense the stress on your face, right? So um, she just asked me like, you know, I, uh, I see you being a little stressed about this whole thing. Why don't you uh, go and see Chad and talk to him? Because you haven't, like, you guys meet every quarter on these um, boot camps, but it's been a while you guys haven't talked and haven't seen each other. Why don't you go there? And so that was, yeah, so that's how it happened. Great. So what, what happened uh, when you were here? What, uh, go through like the, the key two or three points in terms of uh, takeaways for you. And ultimately, if you want to share what you decided to do and what your timeline looked like. Right. So um, again, one of the biggest challenges uh, or like, you know, if I uh, talk about the biggest takeaways from my visit uh, to Pennsylvania was um, it put me in a, a, at a position where I could think straight, you know, when, when you are, uh, when, when you see things in a way, like, you know, you, you, the opportunity comes up and you always uh, hear about these, these um, statements out there in the market that opportunity never strikes twice and opportunity never strikes right. So just grab the opportunity, what you're getting. So I had the same mindset. I was like, okay, no, the space has come up. I don't think I can get like, you know, uh, this place again, if it goes away. So let's do that. But after talking to you, where we, we talked about all, uh, you know, what's your biggest asset in the company is and like how to plan your expense and how to literally like plan the growth growth part. Uh, uh, that's, I think the, for me, that was a, a biggest uh, change um, in the mindset. And then the second thing was that uh, going into the, the new place, which is three times the bigger space, you have to put in three times more effort, right? So if I'm working, um, 70 hours or you know, 60 hours a week in the practice right now. Um, and like, you know, I'm still lucky that I'm married after like, you know, working those crazy hours. Uh, uh, so one, one problem was, and I think you, you said it right, that if you 
go in that practice and you open that clinic and you're still working into the biz in, in your clinic, uh, you'll end up working the same number of hours or rather more uh, to make your ends meet because your rent has, your, your expenses have gone up by three times. So um, I still remember that conversation where you mentioned that, hey, you know, plan things in a way where you can just make a step down and reduce your clinical hours, work on the business, and then uh, then plan things ahead. And so we would drop that idea of going into that, that practice. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I want to ask you some questions about that, because I think that's where we did the, we talked about leveling up the systems across the board. Right. But, but before we get into that, um, <clears throat> one quick housekeeping. If you have a question for Deepak, uh, you can type that into the Q&A, um, but the, I, I know, uh, so I believe you had to quarantine when you went back to uh, uh, Edmonton and you had some apprehension about that, about, you know, if you're not in the clinic, would your company collapse? So can you talk about what happened there and ultimately where you settled out in uh, treatment hours? Because I think you were 40 plus hours when, when you got here. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, so when I went back, um, that was uh, 24th of January, I landed back in, uh, in, in, in Edmonton. And uh, so the rules were three days quarantine at that point, and then you do your test. And if it is negative, you're, you're good to go back to work. But midnight of 24th, the government changed the regulations and uh, they made it mandatory for uh, like for the, anybody who's coming into the country, uh, in the country for 14 days of mandatory quarantine. Um, so I ended up being at home for 14 days, but it gave me quite a bit of time to think through things and, and like, you know, plan things out. Um, yeah, so what happened is because I still had like, you know, by team of uh, the four therapists who, who were working in the clinic. And um, so a couple of things I did in that period when I was at home, um, literally made the individual scorecards for all the therapists. Uh, plan the, the meeting schedules with all the therapists. And again, uh, the meeting meeting schedule came from my visit to your clinic where, you know, I, I spent time with Joe and Mitch and everybody there where, and with you, like how often you guys do meetings with, with, with staff member and all of that. So did all of that. And uh, another thing I did was uh, because uh, the patients, uh, I already had to reschedule for 14 more days. So I told my staff, just tell them that I'm, when I'll come back after 14 days, I'm only going to work two days, Wednesdays and Friday from 7 to 12 p.m. That's it. So eight hours a week and no more uh, patient treatment. I'll still be in the clinic. Um, and if uh, if there is a patient who has some resistance against that, um, take their number, pass it on to me, and I'll talk to them. Um, so we did that. And um, yeah, so things work out really well. Uh, I remember the first month we did that, the month of February, um, we lost 5,000 in revenue. But the month of March um, was our uh, highest revenue month ever in, in the history of the clinic. Awesome. So yeah. <clears throat> when you came here in January, you were treating how many hours a week? Uh, it was definitely 60 hours for sure, because I was still there six, six days a week. Yeah, I think I recall you talking about that. Uh, so 60 hours a week. Now you're treating uh, seven to 12 is five. So uh, eight to 10 hours a week. Strictly eight hours a week. Okay. Strictly eight hours a week. Great. 
Um, and that allows you more time to work on your business. So to mentor right. the other uh, physios, to have to run your staff meeting, to think through planning. Like uh, you mentioned the planning and the financial pro forma um, as well, right. thinking, thinking ahead. So just out of curiosity, what, what are you thinking now in terms of expanding your existing clinic or opening an additional clinic? How are you thinking through that now? Good. So um, now I feel that if I um, go and uh, open like or and we are aggressively looking for it, like either uh, go and like buy out of practice or acquire a practice, existing practice that things work out well or uh, open another location. Uh, and I feel pretty comfortable uh, at this point. And I, I just remember something from what Bob said uh, literally just before my I came over. He said, you must be stable before you scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob Pauly. And I, I personally feel that I'm, we are pretty stable at this point because in, in um, the last, uh, since I came back in January, so February, March, in last two months, uh, things have changed drastically. We ended up hiring a, a marketing uh, person for the clinic um, and he has taken over a, a lot of load from my shoulders. Uh, you know, like before I used to be pretty active on Facebook and all of those things. Um, so ranging from whatever I've learned at the clinic, whether it's patient interviews and Facebook and all of that stuff. So he has taken over a lot of load and things have uh, streamlined uh, quite a bit. So I, I feel pretty comfortable at this point that if I go and um, buy a practice or open another clinic without me even working in that clinic and having this like hire the new PTs and train them well, uh, I think we will be in a pretty good position. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That's news to me that you hired the marketer. Um, <laughs> congratulations on your highest ever in March, by the way. I, I wanted to make sure we got that in. So um, was not planning. By the way, April, April is going to be the, the highest because it's already surpassed the March. So. <laughs> oh, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, this month, you're already higher than your highest ever. Already, yes. Uh, yeah. Sounds horrible. And, yeah. and you're treating less than 60 hours a week. So is your wife happier? Yes. Okay. Very good. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> um, so a uh, question came in, uh, actually a couple questions came in here. Uh, so Jonathan had a comment. It's painful every time I hear that rent cost, Deepak. He remembers. Uh, Jennifer asked, how much is your marketing budget? So my marketing budget, uh, it used to be um, like, you know, very random before. Um, because in terms of the marketing, the only thing I, I do is breakthrough. Like uh, I don't have any other marketing expense. We don't do newsletters and all of that stuff. So it, it used to stay around somewhere from um, you know four to five thousand dollars a month. But since I again came back and spent some time with Mitch and attended the meetings with you guys, uh, we increased that budget to ten percent of our revenue. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Thomas asked, any chance of getting access to a recording of today's session. Lauren will handle that for you, uh, Thomas. Cindy, I think Greenfield, uh, is there a good software to use to plan budget forecast in new clinic? We, we, yeah, we use Excel. It, it's very simple. Uh, yeah. Cindy, I can share our, it, it actually should be made available to you already through uh, GrowthX, but um, I can share the exact form and recording that Dan did for our uh, PTs that we share with everybody. Um, the, the key thing that I wanted to get back to is leveling up across the board. So what you and I talked about on the 
whiteboard, literally this whiteboard right here is uh, when you're expanding. So whether it's expanding is existing space or opening an additional office or even acquiring an office, um, you have to level up across the board. So that means tighter control uh, with your marketing. So it sounds like you did that bringing in the new marketer. That's right. Um, but you have to be willing to expand that. You have to be willing to expand uh, your front desk systems and processes and level them up. Same thing for your clinical processes. I know you and I talked about how you're the your best therapist, right? Yeah. Best physio. Can you shed some light on that for everybody? Because yeah, and 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 I think that's that's uh, one of uh, I don't I don't know whether should I call it like a self limiting belief or what it is, but uh, we like we all all of us would think that we are the best therapists, and like you know we have people coming in from San Francisco uh, to get the treatment from us from like you know from Phoenix or like you know hundred kilometers from Toronto and all of that stuff. So you you kind of uh, feel it feels great. But at the same time, um, that mindset is not correct. Because um, again, and that's, this is one thing that I, um, I learned from you, Chad, from day one, the first bootcamp I attended with you guys is, you know, we clinicians, whenever we get into the, uh, our opening our own practice, we try and open a practice and we try and run it as a practice. We don't uh, run a business. And for me, running a practice versus running a business is two, two different things. And when you are running a practice, you are the face of the practice and then you, like things won't work without you in the clinic. And um, so that's where I was and bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So what, what you seem to be saying is a practice is really self-employed, right? Yes. You're building around you and your clinical expertise where business is empowering your physios, your therapist, hiring the right team, getting the right team on board, the right systems in place um, to leave a bigger impact in the area. Right. Great. Uh, so Gloria, how many hours a week do your salary exempt employees work? I'm not even sure. Is there, a, do you even call it that in Canada? Salary exempt? No, no I don't remember. I don't know, John. Yeah. Yeah. We work 40 hours a week, Gloria. Um, Cindy said, would love that. By the way, if you have a question for Deepak, uh, make sure you type that into the Q&A. We do have time here for a few more questions. Um, talked about flying to Harrisburg. We did a podcast episode, leveling up the systems. We talked about marketing, treatment, front desk. Um, I think we also talked about uh, billing in your financial systems as well. Right, sir. Leveling that up. Is there Are there any other major changes that you made uh, at, at Primus, since you've gone back, other than stepping out, reducing your clinic time, um, any other major changes that you've made? Yeah, so it's not a major change, but that's something uh, I, we have had this system from day one in the clinic that empowers the other therapist um, to perform the, like, you know, to perform the same way as you want them to, right? And one thing that we do in the clinic is what we call mentorship sessions. And uh, how, how that works is uh, I'm, I'm big on like, you know, teaching and learning. I'm a clinical lecturer with the University of Alberta too. So uh, what we do is every week, every Wednesday, we have our staff meeting from 12 to 12.30. And then from 1.30, uh, from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m., we call it a mentorship session and it's a weekly session. And it's a very structured way of, um, you know, that, uh, that I've planned it. Every therapist um, 
like we have a, a three month calendar that we email out to all the therapists and how it works is like for example we we pick a topic called lumbar pelvic uh, area so range like so all structures uh, so whether it's ranging from the manual therapy techniques to the biomechanics and exercises and all of that so i mentor them all and if they can contribute something in there they do that too so it's a very consistent thing that we've been doing doing without a break for the last two and a half years week by week what that does is it make sure all the therapists are performing at the same level their skill set is the same um and um yeah so so it it was very easy for me to transfer all my caseload uh within like you know 14 days from 60 hours to just to eight, four eight hours a week it was very easy transition for me to do that and we didn't lose any uh, revenue at all it was a logistical logistically easy it was psychologically not so easy right yes yeah definitely so yes yeah um <clears throat> so did you hire a physical therapist i think you just answered this but jennifer asked did you hire a physical therapist with the same skill set uh as what you had or a new grad so so uh, i only have one uh, experienced therapist who has uh, seven years of work experience and she reached found us actually through our workshops and wanted to work with us. So, but other three therapists that I have, they were new grads when we hired them, but we, we mentor them uh, because I personally feel there are three things, um, you know, uh, that a, a clinician should always have. One is um, their clinical skills and that only matters 30 to 40% for me. The rest 70% is their communication skills and their um, uh, customer service, the way they uh, attend their clients. Um, and again, for me, uh, I can best train them with those uh, things uh, myself instead of having somebody who come with a set mindset. And it's difficult to change that mindset. So I love to have new grads and train them over. And it doesn't really take very long. Wonderful. Um, pliability, I think, is a good word there. Uh, Cindy asked, how do you recruit? That's been our biggest hurdle um, to overcome with PTs. Yes. Um, so we, I strictly again follow the WHO questionnaire and the Peter Shallard Ocean uh, questionnaires. Uh, and I think people can find that in the PT Expert uh, Facebook group. There is a document on that. Yeah. Do you have a local uh, university? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So you and you have you're connected to the. We are connected with them, but uh, it's just like we do get students from the university and like for the inter like their clinical placements and all of that. Uh, but things that don't work out with those students every time um, because they come from different, like, you know, part of the countries and all of that stuff. Uh, but I, what I, again, uh, I strictly follow that. I, I place the ad and I, I don't, um, I made that mistake earlier uh, when I opened the clinic that hiring in desperation. But since I have this, um, I strictly follow this who questionnaire and Peter, Peter Charlotte Ocean thing. Um, I don't hire in desperation. I'm okay to wait uh, and work myself. But when we, when I hire somebody, uh, and our retention is is the best, and I love love that part. Yeah, great. Uh, Jonathan, huge Deepak, love that you mentioned it. Structured mentoring, big payback, and going mindset of teaching with a growing group. Uh, Doctor Desai said, "Great, uh, well said, Deepak." Jordana asked, uh, and I was curious about this too, what was your staff response to your treatment switch? How did they take that when they first heard about it and any lessons learned there? And I have a question that I'll add in too is, uh, 
how many patients requested to talk to you directly when you decreased? A lot. And okay. <laughs> yes, a lot. Trust me. Um, so everybody was like, hey, you know, I need, uh, I only want to book with Deepak. And they're like, hey, he's not treating uh, those many hours anymore. So he's only treating these uh, two days. And they said, okay, I don't care. Give me appointment after six weeks or four weeks. And they were okay with that. So I used to feel bad about that. And I was like, if they, I told my friend stuff already, like, if you have anybody like that, take their number and tell them that, hey, I'll have Deepak give you a call. And until uh, now, like yesterday, I had three people who called back and they said, oh, I only need to book an IE with Deepak and I wouldn't book it with anybody else. So what I do in that case is I call the patient uh, personally. And I'm like, hey, you know, uh, because of uh, some like you know, circumstances and uh, uh, I'm not treating uh, those many hours as what I was doing before because I personally feel like my energy and my time is better utilized at different other uh, areas and managing because team is growing. But what I can do for you is I'll book you with one of our other expert therapists. Um, you know, we all treat the same way uh, because we have these structured mentorship sessions in our clinic. Uh, what I can do is I can come and co-treat you we and see you uh, with, with that therapist once in your schedule just to make sure things are going fine with you. So what I do now is I once in the whole plan of care, I go and just sit down with that therapist when he's treating that patient for five minutes, chit chat, and they're very satisfied with that. That's about Great. it. So, and that works well? 100% so. Great. So, sounds very familiar. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, so what about with your team? What about with the staff? Was there any kickback there, pushback? Did you struggle with front desk or other PTs, other physicians? Uh, not much, actually. Uh, at the beginning, they they were a little surprised that why I'm reducing my hours. Um, but again, when the because we do the staff meetings on a regular basis, it was easy for me to explain them was the reason that, hey, you know, this is the bigger picture. This is our bigger goal that we are working towards. Um, and if I keep treating the patients, uh, I, I can't achieve that goal, what we have in mind. And one of my job is, um, or my responsibility as, as, a, as a clinic owner is, is to make sure that you are uh, like you guys are getting served well. So like you are getting enough amount of patience, you are taking good amount of money home, uh, and your caseload is full, right? So uh, I was like, okay, I'll uh, I'm, that's the role I'm taking now, and I'll I just have to make sure that I I'm, I'm able to perform that. So that's why I need to step down on my hours. And we did honestly, uh, they're happy once they start seeing the results for a month or two. They were a bit hesitant about it. But um, since they start seeing the result that on a consistent basis, we are getting, we kept our target of new patients, 25 patients every week. And week by week, we are beating that target. So, and they are very happy with it because now they know that they see that the paycheck is coming on very consistent and it's a, it's a good patient flow that they have. Their caseload is full by almost 90% every week. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Steven. Asked, uh, I, I want to know more about seeing less clients while growing my new PT staff. So, I, the the word that sticks out for me uh, when you were here when we talking we were talking about that with Hirsch as well as uh, discipline. In, in terms of, uh, so can you talk about some of maybe some of the struggles that you've had in the past as you've tried to uh, pull yourself from the clinic and how you overcame that? Yes, sir. And I remember I even texted you about that. Uh, that when I reduced the hours, one of the uh, Biggest, uh, I think, challenges is uh, discipline. And I think we human beings, we, we hate that part. Um, 
we we feel that once we have some time we we try and use that time for our leisure activities instead of um, like you know working or what what we should be doing and i'm i'm guilty of that too like you know first week when i got back i had time in my hand and i was like okay i need to sleep in today so i did that but um <laughs> so i did that and then i was like hey you know let's let's go out uh, you know i don't feel like going to the clinic today I'm like, sure i'm not going because i'm not have patients today so for initial two weeks believe me uh, chad i did that but i you know um the good thing is i realized that mistake and i corrected it because um i read it somewhere in one of the books i recently uh, read uh, they say that you, even though you are working on the business if you want your business to succeed you still have to show up every day no matter matter in which role you show up you still have to show up so uh, that's what i i followed yeah yeah um <laughs> wonderful and uh well well put there so thomas asked uh I've been in my own business for 20 years and I always have a uh, most problem to pull myself out of working 60 hours a week and managing the business. Um, hiring is always a struggle and I have to use uh, tons of traveling therapists, which are expensive, not always good, plus providing lack of stability. Any suggestions on how to handle that? Um, I, what I have done always with hiring is that I increase the, the client load so much that when we get the new therapist in, um, they are busy from day one. So, uh, instead of hiring the therapist first and then struggling with their caseload, I think I personally like to work the other way, increase the caseload first. Um, I know it's a challenge for a week or two weeks, uh, or maybe at times a month in finding a good therapist, but uh, once you have existing good caseload, you can then to get the therapist in. Uh, it's easy for you to transition your personal caseload because right now you're seeing 60 hours a week, but once you get in another therapist, you can shed some of that load to him and then you can maybe end up seeing like only work 20 hours a week because he can take that 40 hours from you. Wonderful. Deepak, thank you so much for being here. You did get a shout out and chat from uh, Jordana. Um, also, how about some love for Deepak in the chat? Uh, thank you very much for doing this. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.